Hey, now, welcome one to... Take. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there have to be two takes now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to Know What I Mean. Uh, I'm Oscar. I'm George. And this week I chose a quote about insults. And we had some... This was, I think this is probably my favorite episode so far, actually. It felt mm-hmm. like the conversation was really flowing and we got into some really interesting stuff about, you know, how about taking insults and how it's impacted our lives and just, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Well, let's Hope get into you, the episode. Yeah. Hope enjoy enjoy the show. Today, we're going to talk about the quote that I chose last week and the quote is from Milton H. Erickson, and it goes as follows. You don't take insults, you leave them with the insulter. So this is a quote that I, I really like because it's a, a flip on often how people think about insults. You can really feel insulted when someone says something and you are feeling insulted as a result of what someone's done. Like if, if someone said something about something, you know, say you're self-conscious about your weight or something like that. Um, if someone says something about that, like you can feel offended by it. And it is because of what that person said that has made you offended. But the offense is something that comes from you. It's like the, uh, the thing of if a, uh, if a tree falls in a forest and nobody hears it, does it make a sound? If someone says an insult and nobody's insulted, was there an insult? Nice. And you can, you can really look into this of like, there's, there are some times where someone doesn't intend to insult anyone, but someone gets insulted by something that wasn't intended to be insulting. So I think it's, it's a, important thing well it's been an important thing in my life trying to just uh decouple that and realize that like the insult always comes from the person who's feeling insulted and it's something that i've tried to kind of work on in my life because it's natural that like you can feel insulted by anything in theory it's something that i've just trained myself to be less insulted by stuff like it's something that i've kind of worked on to not be as offended by things and it's something that's you know you're never going to get to a hundred you know obviously i'm going to get offended by some things there's going to be some insecurities that i have that are gonna you know i'm going to feel bad if someone mentions it or something like that there's always going to be times like that but it's something that i've tried to work on myself and to be you know take less offense to things but i have also found that it's it's meant that because now i don't get offended as easily by things it means that when i say something when i end up offending someone else either like usually inadvertently if someone else is offended I feel that I often don't have that much compassion for them because I'm kind of like, I'm viewing them by my own, uh, 
my own model of the world. Like for me, I see, I see, okay, I wouldn't have been offended by that. I realize that, you know, offense is something that they've, uh, you know, they've taken offense. That's their choice, right? So it does definitely mean that it's hard for me to say sorry sometimes when I've offended someone. Because, do you know what I mean? If it's, it's something where if I've, because I've put myself through this so much and just thinking about it, I've really made it so that if someone says something offensive, I'm really thinking like, no, it's for like, it's up to me whether it's offensive. Like I choose if it's offensive to me. So it means that obviously I project that on other people. And if other people haven't really spent time thinking about this or whatever, it can, you know, be a bit jarring if I offend someone and then they feel like my, you know, quite often I don't feel the need to apologize because, you know, I feel like they they shouldn't have been offended in the first place. So that's that's something that <laughs> that I need to work on and try and find find a good way to deal with that because mm. I because I often will end up in the thing of like I'm sorry you feel that way that's kind of mm. like the line that I end up going down <laughs> which obviously is not what a lot of people want to hear mm. um but that is like a genuine expression of how I feel like if mm. I offend someone I'm sorry that they feel offended like I don't want them to feel offended but <laughs> I still can feel like I didn't do anything wrong. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's been, been an interesting kind of juggling those two things of, of being, making myself feel less offended, but then the effect that that's had on how I am with other people. If I offend someone else, I feel less sorry for them and less like apologizing. Um, so yeah, <laughs> those are, those are some of my, my thoughts about the quote. Mm. What were you it's thinking funny about that, it? that would be a byproduct. That's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An unexpected byproduct. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, as you say, I guess it's um it's not your experience when dealing with that. So mm. it feels a bit unfamiliar to you. Like our yeah. culture is so um I say our culture, like maybe the world's culture, I don't know, but is to very much see that the one insulting is responsible for the one who's insulted like feelings, how they feel mm -hmm. about things. Like yeah. there's a direct link, you know, if I, yeah. if I um, say something insulting, then literally mm -hmm. I'm controlling what the other person is, is feeling. I, yeah. That's, that's, that's the model in a way. Yeah. And it sounds like you've, yeah, you've decoupled that. And now it's, kind of perplexing almost <laughs> you know it's almost just like but i know that they're separate now so i yeah. can't unsee that and uh yeah i remember the first time that that was introduced to me actually was um uh at the brighton buddha center when i was like 17 i went along and i was in a session i think it was some kind of introductory course or something and there was that question of if someone insults someone else, whose responsibility is the response to that insult? Mm -hmm. Who's whose responsibility is that? And I was just like, well, the insulter's responsibility. Like it, they've deliberately said something. The other person wouldn't be feeling the way that they did 
mm-hmm. if the insulter hadn't have insulted them and therefore yeah. it's the ins- it's on the insulter it's the insulter's responsibility yeah and there was this like classic moment which happens a lot in buddhist centers i think of you've got the answer wrong basically mm-hmm. uh so i'd got the answer wrong mm-hmm. but but it's not <laughs> it's very rare that someone's like no sorry that's the wrong answer it's more like i wonder if you could have another think about that or like <laughs> you know like um putting it in a way that really wants to it's it's definitely a caring thing you know it's it's mm-hmm. because you don't want to just be told the answer like Got you, you want to yeah. you want to discover it for yourself anyway i had that moment of just being like what like <laughs> no of course you know it's like it's if someone like you know like insults me then it's their fault yeah that's simple you know it's really simple um and it was the first time that it was introduced that actually there is that separation there i i actually do hold some responsibility for or Mm -hmm. or you could say in a more radical way that i hold responsibility for all of what's coming up within me Mm -hmm. you know it was something that i was kind of writing a lot of notes before this uh for this episode on this quote um one of the things which links to what we've both just talked about that i think is is and it's quite a lot broader in a way but it's distinction between say i have the belief that if i'm insulted it's the insulter's um fault that i'm uh feeling the way that i do mm-hmm. that position is actually there's a lot of suffering in that position because it it takes the line or the world view mm-hmm. that i i'm not i'm not in power of my own emotions and my own mm-hmm. feelings yeah. that actually it's someone else that is controlling yeah. what's coming up for me so someone else is the puppet master of what goes on inside my body and with my yeah. feelings and thoughts yeah um so it's actually a really um disempowering position to be in you know mm. is yeah. is thinking that the the world is responsible for basically the entirety of what's going on so a situation mm. it's like crying over spilled milk or whatever you know it's like if a situation happens my response is it just intrinsically linked to that situation there's no Mm. control there there's no um i hold no power in that situation Mm -hmm. it's all it's all completely intertwined with the original action and there's no disconnect there um so you've got that model and then you've got the model of that actually I hold full responsibility for what what is going on for me, mm. and that's a much um, it's a much more radical position to hold. It's definitely against a, a lot of what we're told the, the way the way the, the kind of way that we're conditioned to act. I think is quite against mm-hmm. that because it's a much more scary to, position to be in, mm-hmm. in one sense because you can never then say you can never put blame on someone else for how you're feeling mm-hmm. on one level so and when i talk about this i'm i am talking in the context of like yeah i guess i just want to clarify that this isn't saying that if someone is abusive towards you you're you know it's just like it's your fault that you feel crap you know or whatever like mm-hmm. there are yeah. certain situations that are very extreme and like it's you know unless you're a fully enlightened 
being you know it's just mm-hmm. like you're going to be hit by those situations like yeah. undoubtedly so it's not at all saying that like you just should feel like there should be no problem mm-hmm. it's all your fault if you feel that there's a problem kind of it's not at all mm-hmm. saying that but I'm, I'm kind of talking more I guess I'm talking more in the plane of when we're just talking about more everyday interactions with people mm-hmm. and more everyday insults or yeah stuff than than really extreme cases mm-hmm. um but yeah no I find this thing of of taking very little responsibility as being one side and taking a lot of responsibility being the other if you take quite little responsibility and say that other people are responsible for what goes on inside you and my mm-hmm. and your emotions that's a safer position to be in mm-hmm. because you don't actually have to inquire as to how you could possibly change your your mm-hmm. reactions you take away mm-hmm. the responsibility from yourself yeah um so it's safer on one level you can always put blame outside of yourself yeah then it's very disempowering as well and then on the other side of taking full responsibility if if i get insulted and i if 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 someone insults me and i get i flare up massively mm-hmm. then taking the position of what's going on in me why does this hurt so much mm-hmm. what can i discover about myself from how i've reacted to this situation mm-hmm. um it's a lot more scary, I think, but it's a lot more empowering. It says that mm. I, I have the power to, to over time change my reactions to situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it is a very empowering thing to just take full responsibility. And I think in taking responsibility, you can still notice, okay, this is a, if there's someone who's just saying lots of things that are not nice, then you can still take responsibility for making sure that you're not around that person as much. Like that's still part of the responsibility is mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're responsible for your own emotions and managing your own emotions. But there's one level of that is within the moment of not being as offended by things. But another level to that is you're responsible for managing your own emotions, which means you can manage the things in your life which you know make it easy to have certain emotions. So if there's going to be, if you've got lots of people in your life who are just, you know, just being being mean and putting you down or you just, you know, or, you know, even more extreme examples, then you can take responsibility for trying to get those people out of your life however you can or just yeah it's it it, i think it does extend to the more extreme situations it's just that in the more extreme situations what you need to do is just find uh you know see what you can do to eliminate those people who are just a constant source of negative emotions because it is it can be quite a bit of effort to stop yourself being offended by stuff and stop taking insult from things um but yeah if it's anything that's you know very very serious then you can still you know take responsibility for for changing that as well um but yeah yeah obviously this uh we we are talking more about insults here that is the quote we're talking about so it's about you know that feeling of being insulted um and trying to realizing that that is something that 
that that comes from yourself when you choose whether you're insulted yeah uh yeah yeah no i i suppose i just i mentioned um the more extreme situations i think it does extend to them i think we are ultimately completely responsible for what for our emotions ultimately but the difference between dealing with someone you know swearing under their breath at you yeah or even things that weren't meant as offense that that's like the highest level of someone says something yeah maybe trying to be kind and then you get people can be offended by that still yeah 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 so the difference between that and then dealing with like you know major major shit is like is is worlds apart you know in Mm -hmm. in in terms of coping so i just wanted to to recognize that i guess yeah i i actually i looked up um the definition of insult because i was i was interested if 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 an insult is like the i think just about the intention Mm -hmm. is it it does it have to be an intentional insult is that what makes an insult if if it's intentional and what uh, it came up as speak or treat with disrespect or scornful abuse okay so being insulted there doesn't need to be an insult in the mix at all in a way mm-hmm. because being insulted is is thinking that someone has intentionally been rude or whatever but mm-hmm. they haven't actually yeah but to insult is a deliberate it's deliberately being rude. It's deliberately being um, a disrespectful, abusive. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. So yeah. there can be situ, yeah, as you say, like situations. I mean, I've been in, I've, I've been, I've been insulted at situations where there's been no intention of insult. It's just been that, mm. you know, I've got my own web of like really complicated conditioning and like many little traumas here and there and people mm. can s- step on my toes without realizing that that's what's yeah. happened like yeah. I, i've i've had it um at work recently i think just generally in design related stuff there's a bit of a kind of small man syndrome thing i think of just like I definitely have an assumption that what I do will be undervalued somewhere. That's like part of my conditioning that like art doesn't really matter. And like what I do is a bit of a trivial thing. Mm -hmm. There's like some little belief in there for me. And so occasionally things at work will come up where I can see that being kind of flagged up. Like there's some suggestion that that might be kind of coming in. Mm -hmm. If like I'm not being listened to on a particular point or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. And I get very insulted by, or I can notice my, you know, luckily I've watched it enough that I'm not going to just like react like in the moment, Mm -hmm. but I can notice that I'll start feeling quite threatened or insulted by like the other person just does not have a clue, you know, of what's Mm -hmm. going on, you know, like there's no intention there at all. Yeah. Um, But because it's part of my, some part of my identities being like, Mm-hmm. questioned or something like that then um yeah I'll, I'll i'll get a bit bristly mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah but yeah it's funny that it can be the complete opposite of that like you could have someone who uh who tries to offend you on purpose and you don't get offended i just the reason i laughed was i just remembered i was 
I was cycling along the the Undercliff Pass in Brighton, which is like this nice, nice kind of pedestrianized place that goes under the uh, under these chalk cliffs right by the sea. And there's you know people walk along there, and there's bikes come along. Uh, and I was just cycling along. I was listening to music, and just as I was going past this guy. Like I barely heard it, but I saw him. He was he like pointed at head, his head. He was like, "Put a helmet on, you lunatic!" <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "What the like? What the fuck is this guy talking about?" <laughs> like it just seemed like completely was you know, like it it made me happier. Like it it genuinely, I was like, "Oh, that was hilarious!" <laughs> like he was you know he wanted to make me feel bad. Um, it seemed for not wearing a helmet. No, he just uh, cared about you, George. Yeah, he cared about my personal safety. Yeah, that's that's the that's it. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was just so out of the blue and so like, what? Why? Why do you care, mate? Like, uh, and it's like such a a safe place. You know, it's not like I'm on some big road or anything. I'm just cycle like a nice casual cycle mm. along this on along this path. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that just. I just thought of that because you just thought, thought that. that was quite funny. Like that was maybe, that's made, the other it, end. Yeah, it made yeah. my day better. Him, because <laughs> he says lunatic. Like, how is that the Who first even word? says that? Yeah, how is that the word that comes to your head? Lunatic, oh, bloody lunatic. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't yeah. think of like lunatic when I think of someone without helmet on. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you were like on a roundabout, you yeah. know, like with like loads of like cars like surrounding you you might be a bit of a lunatic but yeah not in a pedestrianized like no. casual beach cycle yeah and it is for bikes as well it's not just pedestrians yeah. it is like yeah. completely like i was i was knew i was doing absolutely nothing wrong yeah that was i yeah. guess why that was why it was easier to not take insult to it or not be offended mm. by it was because mm. i was like uh completely sure that I wasn't doing anything that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's that's a an interesting like area is that like what is it that we take insult to? What do we take to heart? You know, because mm-hmm. I think it is a lot to do with our own sense of identity and what our secret fears are and mm. like. And then on the other side of that, as you said, you know, it's just like if it's if it feels very disconnected from our own sense of identity or anything mm-hmm. linked to us, it's just it just slides off. I mean, not yeah. for everyone, not for everyone, but for yeah. for a lot of people, it's like you know, if someone call, comes, you know, if someone calls me an idiot or someone like, you know, just like a a very blanket insult that's like, yeah, I'm riding a bike and I'm like riding normally, mm-hmm. and someone's like, oh, you idiot. You know, it's just like, that's not going to hit anything because I don't think that I'm an idiot and I'm not doing anything wrong that would suggest that I'm an idiot, you know, like, so it's completely disconnected from, mm. from, yeah. and it's not going to hit in, hit into anything, I think, but, but I definitely noticed, as I said, you know, it's just like, if, if there's some, if there's something in there if so, it's particularly i guess it's you you get most insulted if it's someone that you know or someone that knows you to an extent that mm. knows 
because an insult is an intentional act of mm-hmm. like it's deliberately trying to hurt someone mm-hmm. like if someone then knows like a sore spot for you and it feels like there could be like a little grain of truth into mm-hmm. in there yeah. that's when it really hurts yeah 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 i think if it's something you believe or something that part of you believes i think that's what really cuts to people like Mm -hmm. if you say something that they think about themselves they think Mm -hmm. is something negative about themselves that is that is what kind of really really gets people i think yeah yeah definitely yeah and if it's something that's so like the same as you're saying like i've never thought myself as a lunatic (laughs) like that's not part of my my self-talk yeah at any point (laughs) you're just a i'm just (laughs) tossing and turning in bed like are you lunatic piece of shit (laughs) why do you wear a helmet all the time when you're going for a nice cycle on the beach (laughs) otherwise that would have really you know really got to me yeah i'm sure Were there any other notes that you wanted to talk about? What were you, what were you thinking about this? Yeah, I, um, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, resentment and holding on to things because I think that's mm. really connected with this. So you've got the quote, um, you don't take insults, you leave them with the insulter. And I was thinking like, what, what's the opposite of that? Like, what would, what would the opposite be? Mm-hmm. and it's kind of like i will take insults and i'll keep hold of them mm. and yeah a lot of people you know myself included at times will that some part of us quite there's some kind of weird like slightly twisted like pleasure that we can get from their being some drama insults thrown and that, and then us holding on to um, that resentment that we get or that sense of being right or like talking to ourselves in a way that, you know, oh, that's such bullshit what they said and like, and you know, like how could they, how dare they, how, how you know, and being like outraged, you know, yeah. and that's a really, um, common thing i think is that is we're quite mixed up you know and like we have a lot of things pulling us uh all the time because we're quite complicated and i think so while on one level we want things to just be able to slide off and just be and not take it on and just Mm -hmm. leave it with the insulter sometimes there is some kind of enjoyment or enjoyment is the wrong word but we do get something from taking stuff to heart and then and then and then kind of like stewing with it and like sitting mm. with it and like and and talking to people about it and um and and I was I was I guess wondering about that and how like why we do that mm. you know um yeah I don't know if you have any ideas on that yeah I think I guess it is something that that ties into when it is something that ties into our identity and something that we think about ourselves that I think that's part of what, uh, of the keeping it 
part, like you were saying at the start, like uh, you've kind of got your, and this is something that is actually talked about in, in hypnosis, which is, um, uh, I mentioned in the previous one, Milton H. Erickson has uh, used a lot of hypnosis. Uh, he's a psychotherapist, but he used a lot of hypnosis and had a very big impact on that, on that field. Um, and one thing they talk about is like the, the critical, critical faculties, uh, of, uh, basically like you've got a, a barrier of things, uh, that stops things getting into your unconscious mind. So like if there's a bit of information that comes in that doesn't fit at all with your map of how the world world is, or maybe it comes from someone that you just don't think is trustworthy or whatever. There's all these different filters you have, but to stop you from just believing everything that everyone says, you've got to kind of check it against your internal map of the world. So I think what happens is if someone say says an insult that fits in with your map of the world, like confirm something that you already thought about yourself, then you kind of, that gets through, that gets through, your your shields because it's actually confirmed something that you already you know had a suspicion of so what that does is it kind of adds to that and it's like another um like another brick being put on the scale or something it's like another uh for, for like all the different beliefs and things you have you can have different uh different strengths of beliefs, like things that you really believe and it's a huge part of your life or something that you're like, yeah, I kind of think that's true. But every time you have more information that confirms something, that builds it up, that strengthens that connection in your mind and makes it seem more real and become a bigger part of your reality. So I think that's a big part of why if you already kind of agree with the insult, that's why it can end up you know, becoming part of you and staying with you and, and adding to your insecurities. If it, if it does get let through that, that filter. Hmm. Um, yeah, that was the the main thing I thought just from the start of, of what you were saying. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. That is, it's like, cause that wasn't so much what I was getting at, but it was like, definitely, I think that, that thing of that, it we've got a certain guard that's up and i think part mm-hmm. of that guard is and i say guard in the positive set kind of in the positive sense not that we're mm-hmm. guarded but just that like yeah we have a filter that's mm-hmm. there to stop bullshit getting in in general mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that's based on our conditioning what that filter is if you feel more secure or you've had more secure conditioning and you generally feel more secure in yourself, the likelihood of things getting through that filter is lower um, mm-hmm. because, because we feel more on stable ground, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like if someone, then I think those insults that get closer to our, our identity still mm-hmm. don't maybe get in mm-hmm. um, compared to someone who feels quite insecure, for example, then mm-hmm. their filter is is weaker, you know? So mm-hmm the possibility of those um insults coming through and really stirring things up and and Mm -hmm. and and hitting into something becomes potentially higher Mm. um yeah yeah, no that's that's 
yeah, that's definitely true. And I think that's true on um, not just person to person, obviously like everyone's mm-hmm. different and some people have had more or less stable times growing up and things which will impact it, but also, you know, throughout your day, throughout your week, year mm-hmm. as an individual, you know, like I notice yeah. when I'm, when I'm ill, for example, like my body's feeling weak and I'm feeling vulnerable. Like some part of me is like, all right, you know, like a more primal part of me is like, you are not going to be so capable of physically defending yourself now because you're Mm -hmm. sick, you're tired. I'm like getting offended left, right and center. You know, I'm like, you know, like everything's like hitting and jabbing and like I'm seeing issues Mm. where there just isn't. And I'm seeing, um, things people are saying is like was that like were they like having a dig at me there or like was that like a little mm-hmm. bit rude or you know like and it's it's yeah it's that's really interesting is like noticing that landscape i noticed it today you know it was just mm-hmm. like this morning i went into town to do some very last minute christmas shopping mm-hmm. and i was like really buzzing like I, I was just feeling really good i don't know if it was just mm-hmm. like the novelty of like actually doing something <laughs> like going into that you know i don't know yeah. but or just shopping you know maybe i don't yeah. know getting high off that um <laughs> shop until you drop yeah <laughs> uh but i was feeling really good and then and you know i was just like life is sweet you know it's all good and i felt very resilient you know i i, I would have been surprised if like there was actually a sense within me of like you know i feel like like um i feel like if if, like this wasn't it wasn't as clear this thought pattern by the way but Mm -hmm. like if if a if something was to pop up right now that i wasn't really expecting i'd just be able to cope with it you know and Mm. i could just deal with it and it would would just be able to like slide Mm. off you know it'd be fine and then i got home and for some reason i was like I was just a bit irritable and like I think something my mom said I was just like I noticed I was like a little bit short and I was just what like what that was weird like it's so different like in one day you know like how Mm. my reactions were yeah what I was mentioning about this kind of the the opposite of of this quote um this sense of actually we are gaining something by taking insults personally Mm yeah um yeah i feel like there's quite a lot there because it it's so i've actually been thinking about it in regards to resentment which might not be a word that people would like connect with um insults like directly Mm -hmm. but it's just a word that i you know i just say that as like holding on to something like letting Mm -hmm. something stew longer than it's needed you know Mm -hmm. like there's a deliberate like there's a there's you're reviving a yeah. story and you yeah. keep on reviving it and like holding on to it and i was just thinking like why do we do that because that's it's so painful you know like mm. it's not it it's on in most ways it's like uncomfortable and not a nice thing to do and it, and we're just suffering mm-hmm. but you know and, and i'm thinking about it in regards to this like outrage which mm-hmm. seems to be so common on the internet and so common in on the news and just generally in like popular culture and it's like sense of outrage that mm-hmm. just seems to be very popular, which feels very linked with ins- insults. And I think I was just thinking, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much to do with identity, like 
having someone insult us and then us being insulted and and kind of attacking back potentially or or not and but just constantly affirming those boundaries through our resentments talking to people oh, did you hear what that person said to me i can't believe they mm-hmm. would say that and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. it like it very much helps us to feel like we know where our edges are mm-hmm. and that our story is more secure it's just like mm. look i'm confirmed look they said this that's not true and mm. now i know where i am i feel more solid because yeah. i've been able to you know like mm. push push back yeah allowing a bit of pushback gives us a sense of yeah i, I exist yeah yeah yeah, I think because it's yeah, this really isn't something that I thought about at all before. So I was kind of as you're speaking, I was kind of trying to get my head around it. But I think, yeah, I think it really seems to tie into like strengthening of the ego. Like doing these things just strengthens your ego, and I mean that not necessarily in you know having an ego as in being big-headed or anything like that. I mean as like your sense of yourself and how you relate to other people in the world there's something that's you know people do for for comfort like you're kind of saying like it's it's comforting to know who you are what this person thinks what's going on who likes you who doesn't like you and it just solidifies this whole story of you and your life and what things are important who you like who you don't like and i think that's yeah, I think it can be very comforting to have that. Mm. And a lot of people are very scared to to let go of that story and to kind of just see what is there when you don't have all of these uh all of this kind of turmoil that's that's constantly taking up your attention. It's like a yeah, yeah, it's just this all of this stuff that can just absorb your attention and stop you from just being present or kind of looking beyond any of that stuff. It can just really keep you, keep you down and tied in, in this, you know, constant churning back and forth of, of, of it's like pinging, pinging off each other. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're, uh like you're sending out these little signals to people and they're sending little signals back to you and you're doing this constant you know that which reassures you about your reality and what what things mean in your world and these little you know something that we naturally do that's how that's how come we all have a cons- a relatively consistent idea of the world and what the world is and what life is because we're constantly just picking off each other of like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? These people think this, these people think this. You're like, like I was saying before about, you know, adding on the, you know, stones to the scale or, or strengthening, you know, the connections in your mind Mm. around certain concepts, you're strengthening all these different concepts uh, by pinging them off each other. And Mm. it's a, it's a very useful that uh, we, for for society, that we feel that we have a very coherent idea of reality because it makes it much easier to deal with, you know, jobs and law and 
you know, all of the things that, that mean we kind of manage things and get things done. So it's, it's very important and it can be very useful to have a, a very consistent shared reality. And I think the way that people do that is by that constant pinging, that constant checking with other people, mm-hmm. them checking in with you, all of this stuff and all of those little things that you're constantly doing that's strengthening your reality and your perception. You're seeing what do the people around you think about things mm. and seeing, okay, loads of them think about this. So that's mm. probably right. And you're just doing this constant process to, to, to solidify the world and have a consistent view of the world that, that fits into other people. And once you have that, it's much easier to communicate about what things are important to you to exchange value, to, buy gifts for other people whatever it is because you have a a very consistent shared idea of the world and what it is yeah and it, it, yeah it's like feedback it's mm. like you know it's feeding back all the time and the, the interesting thing about insults or being offended or insulted is it's kind of like you're getting feedback that you think is wrong mm, yeah but still it's still feedback and it still helps you like we're always looking of to find ways of of feeling more certain about who you are who mm-hmm. we are you know and a whole other area which we'll go into in, in another episode i'm sure but yeah is is that and that the reason for that is that we have this dread that actually it's not real you know what we're talking mm-hmm. about is it's not as solid as as we're making out to be mm-hmm. and we all have a secret fear that actually oh like we're not the ground that we're on isn't mm. isn't there in the way that we think and yeah. so because of that fear we're constantly trying to you know and i'm doing it all the time being on instagram or whatever it might be putting stuff out into the world asking for responses asking for feedback you know and and you know, and it's an identity project and insults are just another tool Mm. or being offended is another tool of me shoring up my identity. And some people seem to use that tool more than others. Mm -hmm. So I don't choose to use um, being offended or like complaining, for example, which Mm -hmm. is similar, I think like as a tool of me shoring up my identity because i've seen that there are other ways that would generally feel more positive you know mm-hmm. like trying to get praise or acceptance or whatever that feels like a a tool that i prefer but like we're all just trying to find these ways of having more certainty as to mm-hmm. who we are yeah and it does seem that like yeah um being outraged and offended and things is it's quite a sure way of saying yep this is where my boundary is this is where i end you're saying mm-hmm. i'm this i'm saying that's definitely not true mm-hmm. let me back it up look yeah. here and you know and it's it's very black and white and kind of just like no i'm pushing back here's mm-hmm. the boundary yeah you know that's it you know and it's yeah 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 and i think you can really you can really have that someone who uh say if someone is uh deceptive like they're they're always talking behind other people's backs they might be the person who ends up you know someone said someone said that to them that like you're always chatting shit behind people's backs then that same person might 
who was chatting shit might then be going around to everyone saying like this person thinks I'm doing this, like chatting shit around everyone's back, but I would never do something like that. So it's like, it's not necessarily like we are saying those, those insults often they hit home and they hit true that those are the ones that really affect us. Mm. But it's like, um, that, that feeling the need to defend. And like you said, you know, going around telling other people about it is when, there's something, there's someone said something that you don't want to be true. Mm. And if they say something you don't want to be true and you already think it's not true, then you don't give a shit mm. yeah. because you're already like it already fits in. But if they say something you don't want to be true and it is, and you know, in your heart, it is true. Then you're like, fuck, I need to, I need to tell everyone that this shit is not true. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. You might not, and it's, it's a it. perfect opportunity to do that, you know? Mm, so yeah. if, if, if I might not have all that much opportunity to, to explain why something isn't true. So I've got mm-hmm. a secret fear. It's not thought because I don't want to look at it. Mm-hmm. It's not brought up very much, but someone else clocks it in me yeah. and they mention it. And then it's like, okay, I, now I really need to make sure that this isn't, you know, yeah. find a way of pushing this away. And yeah. this is an opportunity to do that. This is an opportunity to prove my case that mm-hmm. this is not, you know, this just isn't true, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so it's, it, yeah, it's that kind of feverish, like, like, yeah, as you say, like, it's a great example of like the chatting shit one. It's just like, because, because we've all been in situations like that where someone's, coming to us to mm. affirm something that very obviously is a quality you've noticed in that person yeah you know and they're like oh but you know that that's not that, that's not true that's not true is it you know yeah. and like trying really trying to get you to say it's fine i promise you it's fine yeah you know you're safe the world it's, is how you want it to be yeah yeah and it's it's really awkward you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not unless you hate them, then it's probably yeah, quite easy. Then you're but... just rubbing your hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, it just reminds me of that bit from Peep Show where Mark's like, I should stop actually rubbing my hands. <laughs> 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 like when stuff is going wrong in this relationship yeah. with a, a girl that he, he likes. Yeah. 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 Just made me think of that. Someone trying to tell you this stuff and you're like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one of your enemies trying to tell you like that they're not a piece of shit <laughs> uh, that's funny. um there was so i was i was kind of curious to chat about um because we, we we talked about this at the beginning uh of the episode a bit but it'd be nice to talk about it a little bit more because you talked a bit about your how things have changed over time with your response your responses to being insulted or causing mm-hmm. someone to feel insulted. And I guess, well, I wrote down three, three kind of points in regards to this from, from my experience that, um, yeah, it links in with this. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. So, so my ultimate goal, and mm. I was going to say this is everyone's ultimate goal, but it just isn't. So I was chatting to my mum about this and <laughs> I was like, I know this is just not everyone's ultimate goal, but my ultimate goal is to actually come to a point 
and this links in with what you said at the start, like of someone, someone's insulting me, right, or someone mm-hmm. else, which is to say they're attacking me verbally mm-hmm. in some way that you know they are mean to cause harm. That's mm-hmm. that's what the definition is, and the process that then takes place is that I then feel compassion. That's like mm-hmm. that's the, that's my end game there, of mm-hmm. like. I will, all of those initial things that stages that we Mm -hmm. go through, it will actually be at a point where I can see the only reason why someone would want to insult me Mm -hmm. is because something's going on for them. Because ultimately, if if you're wanting to cause harm, then something's going on for you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so that's, that's kind of the end thing. And I was thinking of like, what, what the, what what are the main stages to getting there? I found in my experience that the first stage to working with uh, in this area is to just not react immediately. Mm-hmm. So someone insults you, mm-hmm. and the the response often is to defend or attack back, mm-hmm. and it's literally to just to just not and to just watch as you know, you get all sorts of stuff going on in your body. You've got like, you just so want to just tell the person to fuck off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just sit with it. It's not a suppression. It's literally just that you are the space and mm-hmm. you're allowing this very intense thing to happen of, mm-hmm. of really being like, yeah. this really has hit something. And and I so yeah. want to just lash out, yeah. but I'm going to just sit with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that feels like stage one. And stage two is, what this quote is referring to, I think. Um, so it's actually that you're not, you're just not affected by it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's their thing. Like mm-hmm. that's that's their stuff. It's it's not my stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They want to hurt me. That's that's their thing. You know, so be it. Like yeah. it's fine. So it, it kind of slides off. And then yeah, the third stage being, it goes full. Doesn't go full cycle, but it somehow reaches this next stage which is that you actually immediately think oh like something must be going on for that person for Mm. them to want to do that and i was just curious about what your thoughts were or experience of that i think that's a really good process there's one caveat i think is sometimes it can actually like we said a lot of those things that people are insulted by it is because that part of you believes that that's true. So I think another one thing that's valuable to do, at least for a while, is to actually think when someone insults you, it can be hard to do and maybe you don't want to do it in the moment. But at some point you might want to, if, if something really triggers you, that's something that you kind of believe somewhere. Mm-hmm. Part of you believes it. So I think it can be very valuable. It's good to see that as like, okay, this could be some shit that I need to work out. Like something, this person may have just shown me like a massive insecurity I have that, Mm. that my life's going to be better if I can kind of come to terms with this. So I would recommend like, well, what, anyway, what I've kind of done is I've tried to, with insults rather than straight away, just being like, feeling 
Cause you, cause you could just have a quick exercise where you're like, okay, so when someone insults you, just try and think about, uh, how, what must've gone wrong in that person's life that they're trying to insult you. Um, and I think that's a really good process, but you've got to make sure that you do, you take care of this first step mm, because yeah. Otherwise, what you can do is you can end up in this just delusional world where every time someone criticizes you, you start to think that there's something wrong with them or they've had a shitty day when actually, like we said, you can be insulted when someone's not trying to insult you. Someone could actually be trying to say, trying to help you. They could have seen something that's a, you know, a liability in you and they could actually be trying to be like, look, I've noticed you're kind of like this in these situations like i used to do that a bit but here's how i kind of overcame it to some person that could be offensive mm. and it could be a genuine uh act of kindness from the other person to try and help them realize something that they hadn't realized yet so i yeah, think yeah. i think that it's uh that can be a more perhaps a more painful more introspective stage but definitely don't want to skip that yeah no um, that's that's really really true that should be yeah. the second stage there should be four yeah. stages yeah, yeah there we go <laughs> yeah um but i think and i think once you've once you've done that a few times say if it's a you don't need to keep on going through this process though that's the thing you can you can notice okay someone said this even even now you you don't need to do it in the moment you could think like what are the what are the times when i've been really insulted what are the things that really like when was the last time I got really pissed off with something someone said you can do this just when you're in a perfectly calm state it's probably a better time to do it and you can go through these things and look at it and be like okay is this true let me try and really look at this like could it be true that I am actually chatting shit behind everyone's back <laughs> like I'd have thought you'd probably realize if you were but who knows um but like you can really look at that what was I offended by and like you know is that true can i really try and be as objective as possible can i really like you know go go at it with a sincere desire to be like you know this is something that could be really uh having a negative impact on my life and the people around me if this is a blind spot that i have so see it as an opportunity to try and recognize a blind spot but once you've addressed one so there's one class of insult that's really offended you you go through the process of looking at it and trying to work out, is there any way could, that I could be doing this? Like, could there be any truth? Like maybe, you know, it was said in some way, but could there be any truth in this? Once you've gone through that for a particular topic, it's really important to be like, okay, I've had a really good think about this and I don't think it's true. And, and from that stage, you can... You might even want to like write down reasons why it's not true. Just give yourself evidence of like, actually, no, I'm not that sort of person. Like here are things that I've done. Um, but you need to have a real genuine desire to, to see if you are. You can't just mm -hmm. try and think of reasons why you're not. Um, mm -hmm. But it's a good process to go through. But once you've gone through that, you'll find it actually will strengthen you. And it will make you, you'll automatically be get, get less offended by things because you've actually really thought about that insecurity and you've decided whether or not it's a valid insecurity to have. Mm. Um, and you might want to every now and again, revisit it. Like if you went through this process, you're like, oh, I'm definitely not like that. And then, 
you know, a year or so later, people keep on saying you're like that, <laughs> then you might want to be like, okay, let me, yeah. let me get the fucking pen and paper out again yeah, and yeah. try and go through this. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good one to just use your intuition on, yeah. um, and kind of, you know, see it, see it as an opportunity to find out some blind spots. Um, but you don't need to go through that process every time. And often mm. it is, if someone's being intentionally insulting, usually it's, you know, something they're having a shitty day or they're in often the insecurity. This is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but a lot of, a lot of the time people judge other people by their own standards and they get mm. offended at things that would offend them. Like they will call you out for the shit that they don't like about themselves. That's mm. a really common trait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, often that's a quick way to see why this person is saying this thing to you. Um, yeah. You know, like I noticed that it's a common thing with kids. I noticed like when I was growing up, a lot of the kids that I was like, oh, this is like the cool kid who like rips on everyone. And then I was like, oh, wait, the the most insecure kid is actually this one that I thought was like the most secure because they're the one who's ripping on everyone. So yeah. like yeah. it's yeah, that's a good way to look at it yeah no it's it's yeah no it's really true what you've said like i think because yeah after that first stage of just simply trying to not react and holding holding your experience which i've experienced a lot you know it's it's like feeling very triggered by what someone said and then choosing to all right basically what i want to do is to just shut my eyes and just sit and just watch as all this like fireworks go off inside my body as, as I want to react, as I want to defend myself. But after that stage, yeah, it's like it's very, very important to, to say what, you know, what was that? You know, like, I mean, I guess for some people simply being m met with that energy of, ins of attack of insult mm -hmm. is enough to be triggered. So it's not anything specific. It's Got just, you, yeah it's just very, very threatening to, to have someone insult you, which is kind of true yeah. for most people. But, yeah. but then there will be things that you notice about yourself that really hit in a different kind of way. And, mm. and then to acknowledge that and go into that. And I think like likely you will have to keep on going back and likely mm. it is, it's, 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 it's based on a pretty deeply rooted story. You know, I was, I was thinking earlier about like, what, what is it that would, would hurt for me? You know, like, mm. what is it that would really hurt for me? And I think something like, you know, being told that I was selfish, for example, right? Like somewhere I've got that belief inside me. And, you know, and it's like, there, it's just in there and I don't know quite where it's come from, but so if someone like implies that it really hurts. Right. Mm. But that's pretty deep stuff. And it's like, mm. it's, 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 it's beyond the intellect in a way. It's very like mm -hmm. much a felt, mm. you know, quite fearful sense and things like that. And that, that yeah. may take a really lot, you know, years to really unravel that. Mm. But I think the the power of having that introspective awareness of it is that when 
when you notice an insult insult like that up yeah. comes up in that mm-hmm. area then or not even an insult when someone as you said it, it doesn't even have to be an insult it can be an a, just a suggestion anything mm-hmm. yeah comes up then you really then there's a little flag that goes up and says this is a, this is a difficult spot for me mm-hmm. and i can be hyper aware of like making sure to be very aware of what's going on in that moment mm-hmm. like this is a funny example but i notice that when i'm cycling in town for example like in manchester manchester's i don't know if like people are shit at driving in manchester <laughs> i don't <laughs> you know that's very general but it's just yeah. true and like they're like the roads are just mad chaotic central town is like horrible mm-hmm. i i get very um kind of touchy i guess in those situations because i'm in threat mm-hmm. mode i'm looking out for threat all the time yeah. um and so if someone like kind of almost pulls out of me or whatever mm-hmm. i'm i can be like snappy it's not like i actually shout at anyone like they wouldn't know but i would be under my breath like, you know like getting mm-hmm. i'd be like pissed off right and it's like i i that was happening for a while and I was thinking like I hadn't fully acknowledged that that was going on but mm-hmm. I was just like I just feel pissed off like why do I feel pissed off and then and then I really acknowledged like oh, I just feel quite under threat in this situation I mm. feel like I'm having to assess a lot and I'm feeling like mm. tense and as yeah. soon as I clocked that oh I'm cycling I am vulnerable people are crap at driving you know like suddenly there was awareness around that experience so now even though the same thing might come up mm-hmm. to some extent there's a lot more kindness and kind of humor around it like mm-hmm. i'll notice i'm getting like wound up mm-hmm. and i can ju- it it can just be a light thing it's just like oh yeah like you know i'm i'm feeling pissed off because like this road shit and i feel threatened you know like it, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like because otherwise i might just come into this thing of like oh, I'm a shit person and like, I'm getting so, why am I getting so pissed off at people? And mm-hmm. da, da, da. But yeah, instead yeah. it's just like, it's got some perspective mm-hmm. and I know why that's happening and I've got an awareness of it. So I can just, mm-hmm. it can be a quite funny thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting really like fumed at this yeah. situation. Yeah, it's just like, that's kind of funny, you know, like, mm-hmm. cause it's not a big deal. And I guess it's the same with insult. It's just like, if I, if I know that I'm a bit touchy about graphic design, which I mm-hmm. do, and like being seen as a bit of like a trivial you know career or whatever Mm -hmm. then i can laugh at myself a little bit about that too you know because there's Mm. more awareness like i know if someone brings up like anything in that area i'm going to be a bit like my graphic design you're like questioning my career and like yeah yeah. i know that's going to come up a bit so yeah there can be a bit more it's a bit lighter Mm. yeah i mean yeah 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 no i think that well like what you're saying about the uh, noticing something like the thing of being selfish, like having had that feeling and that being something that feels like quite a core thing that, that you've, you felt for a long time. It seems like, like you said, that's like just my, the process I was saying about, you know, examining it and writing it down and stuff. That's not going to mean that that sort of thing magically goes away, mm-hmm. but having an awareness of it, when someone says something that triggers you uh, because of that, 
then you can be like, oh yeah, I know I've got a weird thing about being selfish. Like just having that second bit so that you're not getting caught up in the story of like, oh fuck, maybe they're right. Like, what is this? Am I selfish? Like it doesn't take you down that path and strengthen that path. You just, every time that an insult comes up that, that triggers that, rather than going down the path you go like oh yeah here we go again like i'm always like this this shit again so Mm -hmm. like you can you can and it it honestly does help to to have something kind of humorous like to say about that you know to be like oh i'm so selfish or some dumb shit like (laughs) that (laughs) like 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 anything like that because because it's a it can be like a real you know, those insecurities can be a real serious thing and you can just get pulled into it and then go down a loop of thoughts that you've had, you know, hundreds of times. Yeah. But it's really nice to just stop it at the top. Once you've got the awareness of it, you know, say if you're doing that process I was talking about of kind of like examining something that triggered you, if you've gone through that process, you might be like, okay, every time something like this triggers me, I'm going to say this in, just in my head or I'm going to yeah. realize this. Like, and just writing it down will mean that you're going to remember it because it will be quite a big thing and try and, you know, think of something. Yeah. So like something funny or something that's going to like make you see the ridiculousness of it. And that will yeah. help a lot. That will get yeah. rid of a lot of the the suffering and make it so that it doesn't end up, you know, you get triggered by it and then it leads to you having a, a worse day and getting into a worse mood it can kind of just cut it off quickly it won't stop Mm. the initial triggering straight away although that might start to go down over time but it will mean that you can just like nip it in the bud and Mm. stop it escalating well it gives it perspective humor gives things perspective you know and it just Mm. gives it perspective i i have it like you could yeah you can name these things like Mm -hmm. i do that with other stuff you know it's just like if i notice for example like with art art stuff that like i've just put up a post and i'm like really happy with it and it's getting loads of comments and da da da. Mm-hmm. but i'm getting a little bit kind of like yeah i'm fucking sick mate like this is sick you know like yeah. getting a bit too like inflated yeah. you know like i like i would just be like oh that's super oscar like you know that's like that's the superstar oscar you know it's just yeah. like you know like thinking he's all like the shit and you know yeah, like yeah. and all that kind of stuff and it just helps to like bring a bit of like silliness to it just like mm-hmm. all right yeah yeah cool like just gives it a bit yeah. of a childish thing. Yeah. it's not dismissing it but it's just saying no. all right you just put this in a bit of perspective all right man like you yeah. know yeah but like, you can don't get ahead of yourself here but but also like you you can still enjoy that that's the thing yeah. like with the you're still enjoying you know feeling a bit cocky at that particular time like it's yeah. still something that can be fun but you're like you said you're just kind of making a bit of a caricature of it yeah yeah, so it's not like uh yeah you can still enjoy that process of being like excited about what you've done and the impact it's had and that can be good but yeah just realizing you're kind of just checking yourself you're kind of just like doing these little things to make sure that your your ego doesn't get carried away with itself that you've you've got a it's like having a more active role in how your ego is constructed like you're kind of carefully uh 
molding it you're being conscious of the things that you let in and and how they change how you see the world it's just having a a little bit of like a you know a meta awareness of of that process of which things will become part of your identity and how you see yourself and seeing okay you know what this thing i don't want that that's something that often tries to creep in but when it does i'm going to be like nah that's bullshit Mm. so you're kind of just yeah having a more active role rather than just like we said not taking responsibility for it and just letting whatever is around you just form your ego whatever Mm. reaction you feel like doing whatever time you feel like defending yourself or whatever you know and or insulting people back or whatever like all of these all of these things will just end up uh forming your ego but without you having control over it it's just going to be the environment doing it to you but you can start to be a bit more conscious about how you construct it i i feel like that's a really like if we talk about ending on a high yeah like and i'm feeling buzzing off the conversation but i also feel like we've gone on for like a good amount of time yeah yeah i think that's a that's a good anger to end on have you got the quote ready for next week i've got a uh a quote it's slightly longer for next week so it's exciting uh so this is a quote by john wellwood uh from a book called toward a psychology of awakening it is never burdensome to follow someone's genuine experiencing only the mental fixations the stories beliefs and judgments about our experience become burdensome never someone's living experience <laughs> i might read that again i actually just want to like clarify this and bit. <laughs> Damn it, I bloody got it right as well. But it just, it was just, it's got like a little hyphenation and it just was like, that doesn't look right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Okay. Here we go. go for it. It is never burdensome to follow someone's genuine experiencing. Only the mental fixations, the stories, beliefs, and judgments about our experience become burdensome. Never someone's living experiencing itself. Boom. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Peace.